0: Of our manufacturer's digest, or whatever we're calling it, the best coasters of.
1: Yeah, so you may have never heard the first part, so go check it out first. Yes. Um, go do that. We actually are recording this same evening. Um, yeah. We just finished recording the yeah. first episode. But you may have heard it a couple weeks ago, or whenever yeah. you heard it is. I don't even know how we're gonna release Yeah, we're those. not
0: sure how quickly we're releasing these in We're speaking session, but...
1: into the future. Yes. Okay, so today, um, we have some awesome, awesome manufacturers going. Um, some that we saved, because we really want to finish on a personal high note, mm-hmm. and some really classic ones that we yeah. know everyone loves, including yourself on the other side of this, this speaker thing. So, we will start with uh, Rocky Mountain Construction.
0: Ooh.
1: RMC, because. Ooh. Ooh, all the fanboys on this Ooh. chat be listening to us. started with to Intamin
0: us. for the first episode, and we're starting with another very popular, very Fousey-oriented Gotta lock the audience
1: in. All right, yes. so we're going to start with <laughs> RMC, Rocky Mountain Construction, took the robot <laughs> storm, starting in 2010, really. Uh, with was New funny. Texas Giant. New Texas Giant, which, I'm not the biggest fan of Texas Giant, it's but high. I understand it's where high. it's really, really, it's really the, uh, creative. It's the Park dish. Wildcat
0: of... Uh, RMCs. For me. Yeah. <laughs> we spend too much time on TikTok. Anyway. Not for, longer. <laughs> Not for no. much longer.
1: But By the time you hear TikTok may no longer be a
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> starts, crying it's so sad. starts crying. In WeChat. Starts crying in WeChat. Cries in Mandarin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is that you crying in Mandarin? That sounded like one of our cats. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay. okay. All right. So, RMC. Um, Lightning Rod. Whoop. Lightning Rod. Well, we love Lightning Rod. And Lightning Rod's awesome. However, I'm still Mr. Outlaw Run. I know that. I hate to say it. I still love you. Because, well, Outlaw Run just does more unique things. Well, um, it's the uphill launch for me. It's the fact that it's super slow compared to what it used to be for me. <laughs> it's also the fact that, like, it's only airtime hills for me.
0: It's, just... it's the, um, getting crushed in the thighs during the double barrel roll finale on Outlaw Run for me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get where you're coming from. These are both amazing rides. I mean, these are... Outlaw Run is probably... Aside from, like, Wood Coaster Shenzhen, um, (laughs) these are, like, our favorite wooden coasters. We feel very strongly about both of these rides. We've had excellent rides on both Outlaw Run and Lightning Run on multiple occasions, so... They're pretty cemented
1: where they are. And, of course, everyone loves Steel Vengeance. Um, it's aight. I guess true, true, true RMCs it really is still the Iron Horse stuff. If you know
0: us, you know that Iron Horses are not really our favorite. When we talk about um, Steel Vengeance, we talk about it with love. Um, but we feel like Steel Vengeance is, is one where you feel the shallowness of, of what Iron Horse coasters are currently doing. Because I think you, if you have like a, if you have a coaster that's 3,000 feet, you got to ride like, okay, how about like Untamed at Wallaby Holland? We haven't ridden it yet. Our European correspondents have. On paper to us, that seems like the perfect Iron Horse coaster.
1: Yeah, I feel like the smaller Iron Horses are more my kind of gig. At some point, they become too big too. Overdone. It's almost like the original codes that they're replacing, you know? Yeah. Where, like, we pushed it so hard to size, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, no longer into it. I just I really love f- Twisted Cyclone. Yeah. Twisted Colossus isn't even that big because mm-hmm. Colossus was relatively small Wicked compared Cyclone to modern with Wicked Cyclone
0: is very good, too. Wicked
1: Cyclone is really fun, and I really think that, for that reason, Untamed is going to be one of our favorites, too. Every moment of Untamed is completely unique. Like,
0: it has no repeats. Where, uh, right, like, Steel Vengeance... I feel like by the time you get to that last third of the ride, it's kind of like okay, we've done this before. There's not much in the back half of Steel Vengeance that wasn't already done better in the first half. And I, so to that end, it's like okay, well, you, maybe you can have too much of a good thing. Like some people think it would be crazy to say that Steel Vengeance is too long, and some people would agree from like an intensity level that it's too much. Um, for us, it's more of like a, well. Maybe RMC needs a larger bag of tricks, like a deeper reservoir of things that they can do before they try to build a coaster that size again.
1: But I will say that they kind of displayed that with uh, Zadra, which I've heard really good things about. Yeah. Is that they kind of took some of the original ideas they came up with with their woodies, like for Goliath, um, and combined it with some of their favorite elements they did on the Iron Horse coasters. But this time they had the complete freedom of building an Iron Horse from the ground up up and it it seems like it'll be one of my favorites too I think Iron Gwazi is gonna be I think Iron Guazi yeah Iron Gwazi for all intents and purposes from the ground up too there really isn't yeah, much I of think Iron Gwazi will be
0: our preferred Iron Horse coaster just because I like the shape of it it doesn't resemble Gwazi at all
1: and it's also very long I feel like the majority of my problems with RMCs are, over, are like when they get too much like Steel Vengeance, second half, it gets too much. My but, shins hurt after that. But Iron Guazi will be short but sweet, I think. Yeah. Well, relatively short compared to. I you just know, think it's so Vengeance. cool that, I,
0: like you, like you said, for all intents and purposes, Iron Guazi is like a totally custom ride because it in no way, shape, or form resembles Guazi at all. Whereas um, a ride like Steel Vengeance or a ride like Twisted Timbers, uh, for example, I feel like the shortcomings of the original ride layout are found back in are, no are, the com- They're highlighted. By an RMC that doesn't do as one much as could. one of the few coasters
1: where that's oh, not the case yeah. <laughs> is actually Joker. I feel like the fact that they chose to redo a GCI a Twister layout and then that's such a fun ride. Make it into an RMC, I think Joker is super underrated. Yeah, yeah. okay, it doesn't kill you, but maybe that's good. For it doesn't once.
0: run as fast. I mean we've had some really good rides on it. I've heard of people getting some slow rides on it, so like it is what it is, but uh, again, this it doesn't is, repeat itself. This so much. Ride I feel like there's only not a single moment where it the, repeats itself. The the fantastic design prowess of GCI um, is highlighted uh, by RMC in this ride. Instead of um, RMC attempting to compensate for a, a poorly designed ride, they're just taking over. A, what is, oh. <laughs> I didn't know you had pictures on Roller Coaster oh, Database. I a big entry. Yeah. Wow, back, back okay. before I met you. Um, uh, so my husband has like all of the roller coasters. Uh, all the roller coaster photos for Joker on Roller Coaster Database are, Byron, are his yeah. and, and Byron's.
1: Yeah.
0: Byron, if you listen to this show. Yeah, though. Byron, an OG California Coaster King. Um, yeah, that's like, I forget about this one and I shouldn't because I've ridden it. There was that one time I went there without you because I was on a layover, remember that? <laughs> and I met up with the Ace North Cal chapter, and we had a good-ass time writing Joker. That was really fun.
1: I think Joker really is the underrated, the underdog. Of, and I don't it because I was really heavily involved in covering the construction of it. I genuinely and, really liked it. And you wrote it with Alan Schilke. And You wrote it with Alan Schilke. Yeah. God, back... This feels like so long ago. It's only like four years ago. God, it what was a before you go. met me, babe. And that's true. That's why it feels like a long time ago. Uh, anyways, so... Um, <laughs> with this episode, we're going we to try and stay about? on... on on time a little better, so we're I actually going to yeah. already jump ship. Sorry that it wasn't as eventful a finale for RMC. I mean, shout out to the single rail coaster. Yeah, okay,
0: single rail coaster. Blazer
1: is fun, one of them is uh, fun, but a s- kind yeah, of Saint painful. Pilot
0: at Silverwood. Woo, Silverwood, good for Looks you. awesome. Good job, guys. Very and, excited um, for you. Magic Mountain,
1: if you're listening, uh, I'll be curious. To see how yours <laughs> will turn out. Yeah. I look forward to seeing The a- world's
0: longest single rail coaster.
1: I look forward to... <laughs> The world's longest line because it's such high yeah. capacity. I look forward to it. For, yeah. <laughs> but also for like, I think that the layout for Jersey Devil fits so well. Yeah. Where they gonna put it, Magic Mountain? Like having it with the dive or the turnaround, like in the dead center of
0: the Riddler um, Plaza.
1: The Riddler Plaza would be really cool, and it's gonna cross over the water ride. I think like that
0: explains why they took so many damn trees down when they
1: relaunched that
0: plaza for Justice League.
1: I really okay. Because they were like, put a damn coaster. Over, right? I do. Th- I don't think Medjimane should have gone with that kind of product because of the capacity. Having said that, it is unique. It is something. It airtime again. It need airtime, and I do think it will be a cool fit. So, uh, uh, Megimon I still give it it's to you. It. Like it's it's cool. Like, it's tight. Anyways, woo, let's move on. We're gonna go to Gravity Group. Ooh, um, I love Gravity, Gravity Group. Group. Alex is back in his okay. um, wooden coaster. So, yeah,
0: jumping around wooden? on like the, the legacy wood coaster of America I guess timeline. Gravity Craft and Grav- yeah, Gravity Craft is one half. That's like the in-house fulfillment for Gravity Group, and Martin and Flemix is the contracted fulfillment.
1: Then who did Ruin Flyer? Martin and Flemix. Oh really?
0: Built it. Yeah, yeah. Martin and Vlemix kind of got. They're they're oh, all wow. of them, all the Martin and Flemix Gravity Group coasters have well, okay, so are yeah, right in They have China. sixteen
1: to their name, and or they've, they've, they've be a Martin and Vlemix has boat. also okay. constructed a lot of.
0: Oh, they boomerangs. boomerangs? yeah. They, they've done a lot of uh, fulfillment for it. some of our favorite manual. Oh, they, they built Hangman. They built Okay. Okay. Well, like
1: some of our favorite yeah. uh, American vocoma models are also installed by Back the American- when, I would Vekoma. still subscribe to Amusement
0: Today. Love you, Tim. Um, I love the Martin and Vlemics ads um, because, like, the year that they built Boardwalk Bullet, Fabulous
1: ride. Oh, they both riding. skyrocketed a paradise. Oh, we wrote that. Guys, I'm like dying. I didn't even realize it was all this. Okay, it does. It's this is a fascinating RCD. They installed Tropical Dragster. Because do. Intamin doesn't install their own shit, so. Zydeco Scream. They Zydeco. insult
0: Thundercoaster? Uh, to some, okay, I like that ride. That's a <laughs> fun one. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Focus. Okay. <laughs> um, Boardwalk Bullet, which is a fabulous. GCI Coaster, or a Great Coasters interna- a, a Gravity Group. Fabulous Gravity Why are you distracting me? Mer- okay, they built Merwin's Mayhem <laughs> at Dutch many, Wonderland. How many G&R's do you see? G&R. <laughs> great, <laughs> <gravity>. <laughs> great Coasters Gravity International.
1: <laughs> you keep going. You're a mess running coaster. running am I want to
0: find you okay. on this page. Alright, okay, okay. Um, when Martin and Blennox installed Boardwalk Bullet, which we rode uh, earlier this year, and we had a fabulous ride on it. It rode, rode like, Glory Day Ghost Rider, uh, in our opinion. Um, Hurricane Ark came through shortly thereafter and, like, beat the piss out of the Texas Gulf. Um, But Boardwalk Bullet was totally unscathed. So... In the ads for Martin and Blemics and Gravity Group in Amusement Today, they would say, like, our roller coaster survived Hurricane Ike. <laughs> like it was this great picture of Boerbock Bullet, and they ran they ran that ad for years. <sighs> Such great marketing.
1: It's kind of funny in a place that needs marketing in, like, public places, but... Yeah. Okay. Well, Amusement Today is, is an, you know, it's an interesting thing,
0: so... I mean, I guess it worked, but you. I would now that we're seeing all the stuff that Martin Lemex installed. Now I'm thinking, like, why would they ever need to advertise themselves? Obviously, they've got clients everywhere. Oh, what's this? Is that that's the Leviathan at SeaWorld Gold Coast?
1: Yeah. Anyways, this is the actual list of Gravity Group coasters. So. Um, we fell in love with a
0: Gravity Group coaster a couple weeks ago. Our first time riding Ravine Flyer too. Oh, Ravine Flyer! Holy is amazing. Shit. Holy yeah, shit! Ravine Flyer is really
1: really cool.
0: We look. We love Voyage, but. Everyone loves Voyage. When We talk about Voyage a lot. Everyone does. You feel like Voyage has a bit
1: of BS here and there, but I feel like all oh, that's cut out. We, we
0: and um, has a cooler view. Thing. We rode. I mean, I rode Voyage for the first time in 2010, and I loved it. It was my number one wooden coaster, and I've never had rides that good on it since 2010. Hollywood Nights, so so amazing. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about when we were talking about CCI? Boulder Dash. Oh, yeah. I think Boulder Dash was, like, kind of a, 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 a blueprint for Gravity Group. Of course, for those of you who know, I mean, when, when Custom Coasters International disbanded um, in the early 2000s, they came back to life in a variety of ways, including, I mean, Great Coasters International had already branched off of uh, CCI in the mid-'90s. Uh, Denise Dinn uh, transferred to SNS to launch their wooden coaster branch. Um, which saw moderate success. We've ridden a few of their their wooden coasters. Have you? you did you write the? Yeah, you wrote the one in in Washington, right? W-
1: Timberhawk, Ride of Prey. Oh, I love in that Wild ride. Race. Yeah, that yeah, was, was actually pretty good. Some people hate on. <coughs> That's it, a cute that ride. A ride.
0: That was a fun one. And then like um, that obnoxious thing uh, in New Jersey uh, at Clementon, and yeah, they've done some other stuff too. Uh, anyway. So Gravity Group was kind of like the, the largest and most prosperous successor of Custom Coasters International. So, like, they picked up right where CCI left off with, uh, like, Hades, for example, which I've only written old Hades. Old Hades is good. I'm sure Hades 360 is awesome. I'm sure with the barrel roll and the Gravity Craft Timberliner trains, it feels more like a modern Gravity Group coaster than um, it did when I wrote it. Um, but yeah, we're 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 late to the party, man. But we are we are partying over Ravine Flyer too for being badass. We got amazing night rides on it the other day.
1: The majority of their products, actually, um, especially current products, are all international. So yeah, um, well yeah, Martin, there's a couple of the big
0: ones. But doesn't Martin Vlemix handle most of the China installations now and like Gravity Craft?
1: Well, they built them, but they're still all listed under Gravity Group. Well, yeah, they're all Gravity
0: Group, but I mean, like, Gravity Craft, I think, does more of, like, Europe and America fulfillment, and Barton of does all the Asia products.
1: Yeah, either way, it's a lot more outside the U.S. than inside the U.S. All these jungle trailblazers. Okay,
0: okay, Kukulun (laughs) in Ireland at the Potato Chip Factory, the Tato, Tato Crisps Potato Chip Factory Amusement Park. That is an amazing ride, and it's really our only experience with, like, the Neo GCI on, like, a big scale. We've ridden some of the smaller Neo GCI's. Mind Blower is right in our backyard. Such a great ride. You can't really ride it more than a couple times in a row without getting a migraine, but super cool ride. Switchback is amazing. Our cat is playing with a shoelace. It's pretty cute. Um, (laughs) Gravity Group is the kind of company, man, they will build the biggest or the smallest coaster and just kill it. Um... But yeah, I think Cuckoo is up there.
1: We're, the again, Jungle Trailblazers look really cool. Jungle Trailblazers um, look great. Which is the other one that we were talking?
0: Oh yeah, I guess that was it. Yeah, it was Switchback. Switchback is lit. And I would love to see another Switchback get built. I hope that the rumors are true about Dorney Park getting a, a larger version of Switchback. That might just be Thuzi's blowing smoke and Dorney Park enthusiasts going stir-crazy after a decade of no new coasters. Um... Okay, alright, so we're gonna
1: Stay we're, we're gonna
0: stay we're gonna hop back in time. We already talked about CCI in the last episode and also this episode for a little bit. Now we're going back to the Din Summers era, which started that was born out of King's Island's bonkers pet project that ultimately grew into the beast. Getting that ride built was like the work of several different construction hands if i'm not mistaken that was that was how the din summers union was built and after getting beast online it was like their i think their first project after beast was relocating phoenix which of course was a tremendous success and then their first like from the ground up coaster um that wasn't the beast was was wolverine wildcat which is a really goofy not so great version of of um the Phoenix, but you know, they tried. It's whatever. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, you need the pen. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> the best thing that Din ever did in my mind. Um gosh. Look at all these coasters that turned into Iron Horse projects. Okay.
1: Yeah, there's not much left.
0: God, Georgia's Cyclone was so freaking good. Like, I was sad when they closed Georgia Sequel. and that was a good ass ride, even though it was violent as hell, but that drop off the second turnaround, that ride would put you in your friend's
1: lap. Um. Well, let's talk about some more of the, um, the wooden coaster manufacturers. Cause there was like a bunch of little manufacturers or, um oh, yeah. Matter of fact, to split off and then combine. We and wanted to talk about bunch of some of the wooden coasters like, that don't have like a really big name. There's, behind some, it.
0: there's some great wooden coasters around the world, vintage ones that are still open to this day. Um, and we but, call them the oddball collection. Yeah, we have like a whole collection. So of we oddball have like ones. this whole list of them.
1: If we oh, yeah, bore you, just skip ahead. I'm, but,
0: I'm sorry. Okay, so I was just okay. So the DIN, wow, there's only four DIN Coasters left. Thunder Run, Timberwolf, uh no. None of those are that good. They'll they'll all be RMCs someday, probably. Who knows? Timberwolf isn't bad. I look forward to taking you on Timberwolf. Um, Anyways, okay, so... Going down this list of, like, vintage wooden coasters, a lot of these I've ridden, which is why I wanted to talk about them. Um, Going in alphabetical order, as far as, like, vintage coaster companies and and designers and whatnot, here's a really oddball one. The Tyrolean Tub Twist at Great Yarmouth joyland amusement park was built in-house by a man named horace cole the cool thing about that ride is it is the only living example of the virginia real style coaster yes it was a real coaster it wasn't just roller coaster tycoon you know it was a real thing where you sat in like this tub for you and three of your best friends and you'd spin around on this wooden coaster trough thing Tyrolean tub twist is like a powered coaster too it's got like a a, a, a hot rail of sorts that not only pushed the ride up the initial hill, but also helped spin the tub. Super cute ride. And then, um, just across the way, Great Yarmouth, man, that is such an amazing town if you like vintage wooden coasters, because they have the tyrolean Tub Twist at Joyland, and then they have the Great Yarmouth Scenic Railway at Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach.
1: Doesn't that, Doesn't that ride
0: have, like, five bench trains? It has five bench trains. It is one of the only examples of a roller coaster that you can find. It's a scenic railway. So that's part of it. Scenic railways always had like these giant almost like church pews. Um, but this is one of my favorite coasters ever built. It was designed by um how can you can you pronounce this in a way that is appropriate?
1: Uh, please point to me. Eric.
0: Eric. Hey Oh, yeah, Eric. um, Erich Heydrich. There we go. That one. That guy uh designed Very German name. The Great Yarmouth yeah. Scenic Railway. That ride is a masterpiece um, beautiful airtime laden ride um, just a sight to behold and just down the street from the uh, the only example of the uh, Virginia real coaster what else are we going to talk about oh we have to talk about the Coney Island Cyclone it's the only Vernon Keenan roller coaster design left such a beautiful ride that's another one with those very long vehicles four bench trains the original Coney Island Cyclone is still the only Cyclone clone that features four bench trains. The one in Astroworld, uh, Six Flags Astroworld in Houston, opened with four bench trains, but <laughs> that was that proves problematic. It's hard to believe that PTC built four bench trains at one point, and I think there was only a couple coasters that ran them. The Texas Cyclone was one, and the Beast was one, and they both ran them for a relatively short period of time. In fact, I just noticed earlier, looking at the Beast, um, it used to run four four bench Cars now it runs six three bench cars. So if my math is correct, that means the trains got bigger, right? Four four bench cars four times Sorry, four it's like two is more than um, three times six, isn't it? Wait, I thought I, okay, yes, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it's 18 versus 16, 16
1: yeah. yeah. But Anyways, I guess that's really Random it aside. train pretty well but or, yeah Or track. the track Coney Island Cyclone
0: Was in danger of being demolished At the time And Astroworld Wanted to relocate it That was cost prohibitive That was still 10 years Before the first Like Modern Successful wood coaster Transplant took place With the Phoenix So They ended up just building Their own Because they already Had their Coney Island themed area Drawn up It's really a shame That the Texas Cyclone Is no longer with us That was a cool ride Um Oh, let's see. Okay. So, uh, Miller. Got to talk about Miller. Got to talk about the Big Dipper at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which is one of my favorite wooden coasters. It's, like, in my top ten wood. Um, A lot of people find it too rough. It's kind of rough on the spine a little, but it is just a cool, funky, bizarre ride. Four bench trains, again. Like, just a crazy... Or is it three bench trains? I can't remember. It's got really cool OG trains. Can you pull that one up? You should pull it up. This is at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Big Dipper. Big Dipper. And, if I, and I just remember the trains somehow articulate these really tight, flat turns despite having these really long, I think they're three-bench trains. Uh, they're four-bench. Are they? Oh, they are four-bench trains. Look at this picture of the station here. Coming out of, oh, yeah, they are four-bench trains. Coming out of the station, I mean, it has this tight little turn, and the, and the vehicles can separate so far to actually safely ar- articulate around that turn. Such a great ride. Um, of course, Americans, um, who love Myler obviously love Kennywood with its collection art M- Miller, not Myler. We talked about Myler in the last episode, uh, Miller, Thunderbolt, racer and Jackrabbit, just fantastic old wooden coasters with, I mean, the Thunderbolt and, um, Jackrabbit still run, I believe their original rolling stock, uh, Thunderbolt's got those national amusement device century flyers, um. Which are some of my favorite rolling stock ever, ever conceived. In fact, speaking of national amusement devices, we rode the Wildcat at Frontier City this year, which is one of that the last. Really fun. It was one yeah. of the it's one of the last remaining national amusement device projects in operation. Um, and then on a more tragic note, I don't think Montaña Rusa uh, at La Faria is long for this world. Ever since the uh, Chimera incident, I think that that ride, that whole park, is is selling off all their assets. A couple weeks ago, we noticed a lot of their rides surfacing on ridesforyou.com. I don't know if that wooden coaster has a future but that is a very cool ride Uh, a masterpiece by National Amusement Devices at one point it was the longest roller coaster in the world 8,000 feet of track because it's a Mobus Loop racer it inspired the iconic Colossus at Magic Mountain another National Amusement Devices ride
1: and then there's um, I need to talk about RCCA oh yeah wait everyone loves RCCA but also they hate him
0: are you, wait, we still have more of these oddball guys, though. We talk about You talk about oh, RCCA for a second. Well, I can
1: rest myself. I don't really know as much about wooden coasters as you do, which is why you're the one talking right now. <laughs> um, but RCCA is famous for the worst wooden coasters in Europe, <laughs> which are Bandit and... The ones in Spain. Um, what's it called again? A Coast Coaster Express. And Warner Brothers. And Magnus in Colossus. Madrid. And in Magnus <laughs> Colossus is also RCCA. So there's a lot of American added terrible wooden coasters in Europe. Um, and then there was the world famous Son of Beast, which is also by RCCA, which stands for Roller Coaster Corporation of America. <laughs> I wrote Son of Beast the year after it opened. I thought I was going to die. It hurt so fucking bad. It's just funny it because it was both Son of, Beast, it Son of Beast and Bandit had the premier trains that were designed for wooden coasters, which I kind of liked them on Bandit, but they're definitely a little, a little heavy on the tracks. Um, unfortunately, I never got the chance to ride, what's it called again? Uh, Son of Beast. Beast. No, you were very fortunate
0: to not have had to have subjected yourself. To, I was a child. I didn't know better.
1: I mean, the fact that anyone thought it was good its to build a Hyper Woody was already done. I mean, it can be done, but like, not
0: by RCCA. Well,
1: now it can yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, it not that when that was
0: being built, you it know? Was, it was... It was... It was big bad. It was... It was so... And people talk about that ride like it was, like, the greatest thing that ever had happened. And it's like, no. The ride sucked. It looked cool. It wouldn't have even made a good RMC, I don't think. What are you doing? Okay. And then... Okay. Before... Before you all fall asleep, few more oddball wooden coasters. I have to talk about the Vettel coasters. Lakeside Cyclone at Lakeside in Denver and the Conneaut Lake Blue Streak, which we didn't get to ride that when we were in that part of <laughs> it's Pennsylvania. It's funny, we
1: literally drove by it the other day yeah. on our way to ride Ravine Flyer. We're You fun know, to have gotten the credit, but um, I'm sure we be back because it's only about an hour... They're pretty close to the From Point? Yeah. Like, it's not too bad. Well, Cleveland's an hour from Cedar uh, Point. Oh, Cleveland
0: but, Point, yeah. But, yeah, they're pretty close. Um, those, I mean, I love the Lakeside Cycle, and that thing is a classic... What are you doing?
1: Just, I'm scratching my legs. You're scratching. That's you look like, like you're hour. just going
0: to... It's late. It looks like he's ready to put his head down for a nap because he, oh, I have to make really him late. listen to me talk about vintage wooden coasters. Um, I'm going to talk about Bill Cobb later because that's a bit of a long... You can contribute to the Bill Cobb conversation because you've ridden Judge Roy Green.
1: Oh, I love that ride. That's Especially a cute ride. Especially like a weird location. Yeah, I guess we'll talk
0: about it now. Judge Roy Green is fun. I remember staying at that hotel right across the street and just like seeing the whole ride. And just like watching it from my hotel room.
1: Well, it's kind of cool because even though the the side of the road is kind of ugly, it's nice located compared to where the park entrance is and where you drive into the park and having that singular old classic wooden roller coaster standing over the water. It's so majestic. It's nice. It's cool. It kind of helps with it not feeling dwarfed by modern coasters because Mm -hmm. it's not near any other coaster. So it kind of helps with the fact that it's now considered kind of small. Um, and it still looks. We've looks seen nice that way. like a lot of
0: Bill Cobb coasters disappear lately. With like Rolling Thunder is now gone. Um, Thunder Road was a Bill Cobb. Um, the tornado at uh, Adventureland in Iowa is a fabulous ride. I think it's the best remaining example of a Bill Cobb coaster. It runs like a dream. I think it still has the original the buzz bars. Um, but yeah, Bill, Bill Cobb. That was that was our the transitional phase after John Allen died and PTC stopped building wooden coasters, Bill Cobb kind of was the, the only remaining authority on mass producing wooden coasters until Din Summers got off the ground. So there's a couple of good ones. I think he, he co-designed some of John Allen's later designs. And then his first, well, one of his first solo designs was the tornado in 1977, uh, at Adventureland. But he also worked with Intamin on, um, the American Eagle at Six Flags in Chicago. And he he worked on rides right up until the nineties, I believe. I think one of his last you should pull him up. but Find Bill Cobb. Siri? Google Bill Cobb. I'm oh, just it's kidding. Uh William Cobb, sorry. Bill and I are on a first name basis.
1: No. William is Cobb.
0: Okay, they just put Cobb, C O B B. There you are. There he is. He designed 11 coasters. Oh, Anaconda at Wally Park. I hear that ride is terrible. The Monstre at the Ron. That's one of his last running. See, this one, he, Bill Cobb is another one that, like, he was... we <laughs> were building rides that would grow up to be um, great RMC conversions. Um, but the ones that are still in operation are still solid.
1: It's um, not many last: though. Yeah.
0: Mostly, yeah, just Tornado, Judge Roy Scream. Um, the stuff that he co-designed with John Allen
1: Monster, and then yeah.
0: Monstre and Anaconda um, and then okay so a few more of these oddball wooden coaster guys okay we have to talk about LaMarcus Thompson the Scenic Railway the only remaining Scenic Railway left is the one at Tivoli Gardens which is uh, in my top 10 wooden coasters that ride is so fantastic what are you looking at? Thompson. Thompson Scenic Railway which one is that just just do Tivoli. Just search Tivoli. This is one of the best wooden coasters I've ever ridden, even though it's also one of the oldest. It's over 100 years old. Tivoli Gardens. Try Tivoli Garden Gardens. <laughs> You're so tired, aren't you? It's okay. Um, this ride is just fantastic. Um, I've ridden a few scenic railways, and I love all of them, except for the one back in because uh, they ruined it with the new trains and all the trim brakes and no brick man. But the nearby Tivoli Gardens one, which is superior, is, you know, just a treat. We went to that park in 2011, and even though the B&M was closed for some reason, we never figured out why, it was okay, because Rusevannan was so fantastic, we just rode it over and over and over again anyway. And then the last of our little oddball wooden coaster designers that I have to cover is Frederick Church and Frank Pryor, which Sean has ridden two-thirds of the wooden coasters, of the Prior Church Wooden Coasters. I've ridden all of them. Oh, that's a cute ride. Is that Tivoli Gardens' new Zero?
1: Yeah, so they took their old Zero and they replaced it and with, replaced new it with a Yeah, okay. It's cute, that's cute. That's very
0: on-brand. I love Tivoli Gardens. Oh my god, it's so cute. It's another score for Zero. Um, but yeah, okay, so the Giant Dippers are my childhood. was for my first Wooden Coasters. Um... And even with the Morgan, the plastic Morgan trains, I still think they run fantastically. And then um, the only one that I've ridden that Sean hasn't—the the last of the three—is the Dragon Coaster at Rye Playland. Yet another amazing uh, family coaster experience. My, I'm always partial to the Santa Cruz Giant Dipper.
1: Though I would say the San Diego one is really fun too. The San Diego own, is a little right. more twisty, is where. Yeah, The Giant a Dipper at San Diego – oh, sorry, uh, Santa Cruz seems to be more of an out-and-back kind of idea. Um, a little more compact than just an out-and-back. But the, uh, the the Giant Dipper at San Diego is a lot more twisty, has a curve drop, stuff like that. So I like that. But, yeah, it's, I would still say the Giant Dipper at Santa Cruz is probably the better one of the all two. Right.
0: Now, all right, we talked about RCCA in your – I Bandit. Actually, I love Bandit, too. I really enjoyed that ride.
1: You're the one who wrote it twice, but yeah. I wrote Helsing again.
0: Um, one more oddball that's not a steel coaster company. Um, this company, a roller coaster database that's just listed as Stein, like a beer Stein, <laughs> Stein, the company that built Pollen Blitz, which is an iconic German fair circuit spinning indoor thrill ride coaster. Is it wooden? No, it's steel. Oh, okay. No more oh, wood. it's just not oddball. Yeah. No more wood coasters. I don't think we have any more wood coasters to talk about now. We're all it's all it's all steelies from here on out. I know you're you're excited. No more you Wood coaster hating
1: No, I don't like wood ass. coasters. I just don't have quite the knowledge of the historic wood coaster scene as you do. So wow, well, we
0: talked about it. It's, we're only 32 minutes into the podcast. Don't die on me yet. <laughs>
1: only 13 minutes only a half hour into this (laughs) I'm sorry that it felt
0: longer than that okay I just really love scenic railways (laughs) and wooden coasters that predate World War II okay so scenic okay Holland Holland Blitz is amazing it was at Vanna Prada for a year or two that big plot that they cleared for Olympia Looping they had it for they had Olympia Looping there and then they had Holland Blitz there and then they had Olympia Looping again and they've had Test Shrek there the last couple of years um but yeah, Hall of Wits is a super cool ride. That's the only coaster that this Stein company or whatever has actually built according to roller coaster database. Probably it's the only one listed because it's the only one that wasn't just on the Fair Circuit. It had its residency at the Prader. I mean the Olympia Looping is only on Roller Coaster Database because it was um at the Prader. And that's actually a good segue. Let's talk about you wanna talk about Schwartzkopf or do you wanna save that
1: one for later? We can talk about Schwarzkopf. Wanna talk about Schwarzkopf? Olympia looping is Bay. So are the other Schwarzkops. Um, I still think <laughs> that a really good example of a Schwarzkopf kind of combination of their best products is Revolution, Revolution and Magic and Mountain. Not only was the first successful vertical loop in a modern coaster, which also happens to be one of the more intense ones. It also uses a track type that is a speed racer track type. Yeah. So kind of like... It's uh, technically a jet star. Yeah. So kind of imagine you know, the Wizard, a Great America, um, whichever one. Kind of imagine that sort of track style, um, that sort of design when it comes to the total infrastructure, but it has actual hills and it has, it's a terrain coaster. It's long. It has great pacing for a coaster that age. It it's really, beautiful. It it's really so just insane. kind of combines a bunch of Schwarzkopf's... Best assets. Best assets, especially back when these rides were open. These were, mm-hmm. you know, some of the biggest, most significant roller coasters ever created. And I think that uh, Revolution is a good example of what they were able to do. Um, another good one would be... Montezuma's few... Revenge. Montezuma's Revenge because, obviously, we love the shuttle loops. They it's were the so the last remaining Schwarzkopf
0: shuttle loop in its original location.
1: And then, um, well, Turbine never was relocated. Turbine? Um, oh, like yeah. Uh, the last and in
0: and, and the United States in its original location. Yeah. Because Turbine and then also Nagashima Spa Land, yep, is a, shout out uh, to their place. collection of Schwarzkopf's, their Shuttle Loop and their Looping
1: Star. That is from us. My, my first two coasts that went upside down were both um, Schwarzkopf. My first one was Looping Star at Wildby Holland. Second one was Revolution of Magic Mountain. Um, and then from there, you know. Wait, looping Star at Wildby well, You mean Slough uh, so Wow. Sorry. Wow, you
0: are tired. It's okay.
1: It it's happens. Right. I got I, you. Uh,
0: Um, There are so many – the Schwarzkopf could be another whole-ass episode of, like, the Schwartzkopf Intamin, B&M, lineage and legacy, that family tree of, like, German and then Swiss engineering. Um, You talk all night about Mindbender at Six Flags Over Georgia, Shockwave at Six Flags Over Texas, um, Jetline at Groneland. Uh, Leesburg Banana <laughs> Leesburg banana, Leesburg banana <laughs> at, at, at Leesburg um, everything right down to their little production models we've had some great Schwarzkopf rides we've got some new Schwarzkopf credits this year the Jetstar One at Indiana Beach was fabulous. The Ticker Coaster,
1: but also Silver Bullet at Silver uh, Bullet. Six Flags Frontier, Frontier City. City. And it was great because you know my first looper was that exact model, a looping mm-hmm. star model. But now I got to kind of rewrite it yeah. as an adult. Only downside was movie. that like the leg room is
0: just so leg miserable leg room is on these not things.
1: The best. Yeah, um, which is why I don't really ride. I, I like Shockwave a lot, and I really like. Um, mindbender bender, a lot or whatever it's going to be called Olympic, the Riddler yeah Riddler Mindbender Riddler Mindbender it's just that uh, the Schwarzkopf trains have really terrible legroom you would so think for a German like, company that they would have done more yeah Germans are smaller too back when I was you know I guess an so. up and rising manufacturer
0: but that's another credit to like uh, Olympia loop or not Olympia looping um Revolution, because it's got that custom train configuration, the legroom on Revolution. Yeah, the, ori-
1: is, the original is Revolution better. trains were had great legroom, and now even the new versions they built for the ride are, are, are awesome. So, shout out to Revolution. Every, again.
0: I just feel like every Schwarzkopf is sacred. Like, there's so many great ones. Apparently, one of the lasso loops, they had these like, they were like barren curve rides, but they had a loop in them. And one of the lasso loops like resurfaced. And is being reinstalled it was like it had disappeared <laughs> for 17 years and it like rematerialized in russia i don't know um and then like bullet at selva magica priceless the uh, the vienna looping which ironically never actually operated at the vienna prater it was built for the prater because they wanted a schwarzkopf shuttle loop but they only had a square plot so they're like we're gonna make a schwarzkopf shuttle loop in the shape of an ampersand and fit it in this plot so we can open it at the prodder they tested it it was too loud and the local residents were like this ride is so freaking loud yeah it's
1: weird because it was one of the coolest designs ever
0: made but yeah. this didn't work out and it ran a seven car train I mean that thing was so so intense because they
1: are loud because just <laughs> in general loud. the, the <laughs> track types for Schwarzkopf generally use a box track that's hollow for their loops which mm-hmm. means that like the moment it hits the loops it just it just shh it just shatters. It just sounds like... The sound barrier. It sounds like a thunderous <laughs> The sound, sound barrier just gets... Which is why gets... Saharan's Looping Star was actually dubbed Thunder Loop, and thunder it was loop, the logo from the trains, yeah. because every time it would hit the loop, it would just the cage It would sound like thunder, yeah. which is kind of cool. But yeah, I think their best...
0: I think Olympia Looping really was, like, his greatest, the, the Schwarzkopf magnum opus, but and the more I think about it, the harder it is for me to pick. Like, oh, what Schwarzkopf's best coaster? I'm like, it depends on what mood I'm in because there's <laughs> just so many good ones.
1: You know. Now we're gonna move to one of the biggest manufacturers on our list, Golden <laughs> Horse. Golden Horse. Golden Horse. We're uh, actually Golden Horse, Horse fanboys. Um, Golden Horse actually has ones. 329 roller coasters. <laughs> um, I can't. Believe, this is only in a few years. They have just been popping them out. We love Golden Horse. We haven't ridden that many, but we've
0: ridden enough.
1: My God, the ones we've ridden are good, though. We've ridden the knockoff... Uh, f- the, the knockoff, knockoff Vacoma f- Mine
0: Train. Uh, which uh, the one we World drove was Dragon
1: Roaring Heaven. You
0: haven't even ridden the Vakoma version of that ride, but you have ridden... That layout. The, of that layout. Of the, yes. that particular layout. The, Isn't that funny? The yeah. double lift hill um, uh, Vakoma Mine Train. Only ridden the knockoff version of it. We've ridden other Vakoma Mine Trains, but...
1: Which is pretty fun. And then... Um, what else have we –
0: crazy – oh, yeah, we – okay. They, so I didn't realize yeah. it was
1: a roller coaster. Yeah,
0: well, Roller Coaster Database started counting these uh, – Golden Horse has like a knockoff of the Max Super Splash, okay. but um, at the park that we – we went to Guangzhou Sunak, and they have one, but it wasn't considered a roller coaster when Roller Coaster Database – like when we were there. I saw the
1: majority of rides inside, only the yeah. splashdowns. down, so defense, I think it was just another one of those splash it, rides. Yeah.
0: There's pictures of them, of outdoor versions of that ride, and you can see the coaster bit. So I'm like, okay, I get it.
1: That makes sense. It is just yeah. doesn't the
0: spinning thing, right? It just does the turns. Yeah, it yeah. just turns. Um, but yeah, Golden Horse gets such a bad rep for being, like, a rip-off artist, but they've really come into their own. Like, You
1: know what? I'm not going to give it away right now. We're going to actually mention all major coasters in um, China Dinosaur Park because... <laughs> We rode a Golden Horse, a giant dinosaurs park. It was called Super Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. And it is a spinning coaster with a barrel roll. barrel roll. And it's really good. Like, it doesn't spin too much. The layout is not too intense. But then you go through the zero through the barrel roll at, at a decent speed while the vehicle spins. It's actually really it's super fun. right. Yeah, um, kinda... I will say that even a Golden Horse's seating configurations kind of suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> generally, I've, I've liked a couple rides I've written on, on, on any of those.
0: We've had some good rides. Like, they're... They've got knockoffs of like Maurer spinning coasters, which like we rode the one at Sean um, Lord Holiday Manor. That was really fun.
1: But they have like the most genius stations because the stations for the um, spinning coasters, it's like a little zigzag for um, Golden Horse, are almost like a U turn. So one side of the stations unload, and then it turns around the control booth, and it comes back on the far end of the station, which is the load area so I don't know Golden Horse is cool I know that they ripped off stuff but they're uh, I one think of the, the biggest rip off companies is <laughs> not Golden Horse they the, have a lot
0: of original stuff too they're one of the only companies building tilt coasters and, and they got a even bunch though you know. you know that's like okay like they're quote ripping off of like Vacoma and their tilt coasters honestly like they're, they call them broken rail coasters and they don't look anything like the Vacoma version and Vacoma's not really selling a lot of those I mean I don't know if it's just because they can't get people to buy them or if they're not really producing them anymore, but damn, like, Golden Horse is having success with the Broken Rail product line. They've sold, like, four of them. Um, They look really fun. The most recent one, the one that opened in Suzhou, has, like, a really dope layout with a cobra roll and a dive loop. Um, Listen, there's just a lot of... If you go to China and you go to a few regional parks, like, you would inevitably come in contact with a, a golden horse and they're, they're they're kind of the butt of the joke for a lot of people but man I think they're fun I think we've ridden a lot of good ones everything you know everything from kitty coasters to they
1: definitely brought some very famous concepts back from the dead like a tilt coaster mm-hmm. um, the, yeah they definitely take hard inspiration from, from western manufacturers but they do offer a price point for parks to add these attractions that wouldn't ever be able to afford health no, healthily a western manufacturer so it is cool for the industry down there and a lot of parks that we're seeing that are major chain parks like the Sunak parks which used to be the Wanda parks as well as the Happy Valley parks is that they'll have several western manufactured rides usually two marquee western manufactured rides Intamin b GCI um, and then they'll have like one or two Golden, Golden Horse, Horse or BSA coasters yeah. BSA. and BSA is Beijing god what is the name? Beijing something
0: <laughs> Beijing okay well, you're the one that has a roller coaster database pulled up. I
1: know, but BSA, BSA is...
0: will not come out. Just type know, in Beijing, one. Beijing, Shibaolai. Oh
1: yeah, Beijing Shibaolai so, has 103 <laughs> coasters,
0: including we wrote that's inflaming Beatles right at HB World is a Beijing Shibaolai? Um, let's try to figure it that's out. That's a big thing for them is their spinning coasters. The Chinese just love spinning coasters. All of the, like, Chinese manufacturers... Well, they
1: do have those... Do
0: spinning... Oh, yeah! They do yeah. have the knockoff... Um, the knockoff Mauer. Skylubes. We're going to talk about Mauer later, too.
1: Mauer is... Mauer is actually next after this, so, yeah. yeah. Let's see. They have... We brought a cool spinning coaster called Flaming Beetles, and it was located over in... At HB World. HB World. And it was a really nice spinning coaster. It was intense, kind of scary, but it was really fun. Um, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it, so I don't know if it's Wait, actually... Wait, go back uh, to page one. Because it would be I, right? I for inflaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, or was it, was it flaming? I could, it's possible possibly It's it, inflaming with an I. Inflaming. It's not. It's not here. Is it I'm a
0: different at. company? Okay, go to HB World. Now I'm curious. It's right there. All right. Who built this ride? I could have sworn it was these guys.
1: It is. Oh, Beijing. Was the other? Oh, Beijing. There's like eighteen others. There's like
0: four companies that built roller coasters. At house like based out of Beijing. So Beijing, Jiwa uh, amusement devices built in flaming beetles. That's what it was.
1: But BSA is definitely the bigger one, and they are known for some of the um, the bigger knockoff. The
0: coasters that we rode. Oh yes, okay. The BSA coaster that we rode that like was amazing to us. Everyone knows about Mack Rides and their uh, Arthur suspended um, dark ride coaster. BSA built a knockoff of it. Uh, for Guangzhou Sunak and it's called Garden Fantasy It's and actually it was really super fun super fun that's by far the most interesting BSA coaster that we've ridden because um, it's something that they're famous for like all of their SLC knockoffs Golden Horses too
1: we haven't ridden a knockoff inverted coaster well the yet, cool thing is for, that they actually started designing their own layouts and yeah. so there is a couple of uh, theme parks the oh, China oh the Nan Chang Sunak including Nan Chang Sunak yeah. which you mentioned episode one has that crazy big Intamin um, and, and Python, Python and Bamboo Forest, and, but they have a you know again this is this is the formula that they're using down there is that the parks will have two major Western manufacturers and a couple of knockoff coasters, but this coaster started designing their own SLCs yeah. with their own custom layout, so they took the, the track and support. That's a types. fabulous layout. The layout is interlocking corkscrews. It's got it a vertical loop, a Cobra roll, roll, a couple
0: of overbank turns, a zero G roll, and a double interlocking corkscrew.
1: And it's called Sword and Dragon and Dancing Phoenix Super yeah. China. Love yeah. to see it. Oh, look at this logo. It looks super dope. Ooh, keep can't keep wait to ride Anyway, so yeah, uh, this coaster, this park manufacturer. I'm yeah, so sorry, it's all right. Looks kind of cool. Uh, I'm excited to actually try out some of their, some of the other products. Um, but so far, it looks it looks pretty. It was pretty cool. We had to include it because there's 103 major coasters they've built, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to give the Chinese manufacturers some more representation just because, um, you know, yeah. they're usually hated on, but I don't think it's, people necessarily I never understand. imagined
0: that we would have ridden so many coasters. I mean, growing up, I never – I didn't even know that roller coasters were being manufactured in China, let alone – now we've ridden multiple coasters from multiple manufacturers that really don't see much – activity outside of china
1: i just think it's important that we mention these these manufacturers and that we put a little bit of an emphasis on them it's because the industry expands beyond the u.s it expands beyond europe and we've had several encounters over the last couple of years where we're really really excited to be talking about and sharing with each other and with our audience about international projects predominantly asian projects which are the least covered by, you know, significantly less covered than the than the U.S. and European projects. But then people don't seem very interested because um, they don't necessarily will ever go there, or they think they'll never go there, or they just, you know, they don't necessarily are that interested because it's not big flashy BNM's intimates in the West. However, I do think that that's somewhat ignorant because this market in Asia is growing so quickly. And yes, it has big Intimates, has big B&M's, has big GCIs, like they have significant coasters. Facoma is like having a field day out there with all their big clones and all their big projects. facoma has got like 30 roller coasters under construction in China. In China. So it's like one of those things where like, we cannot ignore this market, especially if we look, claim to love the industry. And it's also one of those things where we also have to understand that within that market, within the industry, BSA and Golden Horse are filling important yeah. gaps. So, like we can bitch about them being knockoffs, but we would never see some of these parks ever existing without these coasters. Yeah. And it's a quality and a quirk of them of that region that is so important and so characterful to also to that market. At I the think end of the day, can, like, why not like, talk about it's it? It's not fair
0: to like give the Chinese companies crap for quote like ripping off other companies when like the nature of the beast. This is a this is a free market and. Companies are are taking influence from each other and doing different but similar things all the time.
1: BC is a cool example because we're looking at the fact that um Maurer made wild mice that looked exactly like Max Wild Mice, and then Gershlauer went and bops that out of that basic model, right? And then now we're seeing that yes, Facoma's SLCs have been ripped off. However, Custom layouts have existed. Now we're looking at stuff like Nanchang, which are really cool layouts, too, like, and custom track like So it Golden is. Golden Horse doesn't even use. You got to start somewhere, and if it the, means the, ripping the, off, yeah. then it is what it is. Because the market just doesn't quite have anything else. Like, what are they going to do? Be so innovative? Because yeah. anything that's innovative is either stolen or it's an actual Western company. Yeah. So and, I know it's yeah. just like a market quirk, and I don't really like to hate on it. And I think that this is a super fascinating market. And even though we're privileged enough to maybe go get get to some of these coasters, we we'll probably will never get to all of them because there's just too many. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of happy RCDB knows all these. <laughs>
0: yeah, us too. All
1: right. So next yeah. up, uh, we're going to talk about Mauer. Oh, yes. Mauer. Yep.
0: From the knockoff Mauer Skyloop coasters to the real deal.
1: I didn't even like, like the Skyloops that much. Yeah. I thought it were kind of mean. I wrote, think that the Skyrock Sky from was a new for us
0: this year was the X coaster in Arkansas. Yeah. And, um, I had ridden others. Magic Springs. Magic Springs. Yeah. Magic, Magic like Springs little... and Crystal Meth. <sighs> we, we will
1: there have a life.
0: No, we actually okay. really like that park. Big Bad John was awesome, and Gauntlet. It's a solid collection of rides. But yeah, X Car Coaster. I've ridden a couple of the Mauer Sky Loops. Um,
1: they're all right. That's funny because I like the vehicle for X Cars. I think they're clever, like stadium seating and River Rocket. Yeah, it's a little bouncy, but I do think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but Some stuff like other defeats, yeah X, um, Formula the Formula X, X is awesome. Super cool
0: ride. Shock at um, that one park in Italy. Yeah, What's it called? I don't even know. Rainbow Miragica Land. (laughs) Rainbow Magic something. Rainbow Magic, I
1: think is what it is. Rainbow. Shock. Magic it Land. Mag- oh, it's just called Magic...
0: Didn't it used to have, like, a more convoluted name? Yeah, it was Rainbow yeah. Magic it Land. It was Ma- Rainbow Magic Oops, Land. Up to last year. Okay. Oh,
1: the Rainbow Park's so cool.
0: Uh, Rainbow was the best part of that name.
1: Oh, but that's because Rainbow was actually an Italian animation studio park. Oh. Uh, and I they know, no longer own a ride to any of it. Uh, okay. Oh, so it was, like, a movie theme park? It seems to be an Italian very thing. China. I love that. Um, China, but, yeah, but, yeah, Shock
0: at Rainbow Magic Land, or the park formerly known as Magic Land. That ride looks a lot like what... Um, Rip Ride Rocket would have been if Rip Ride Rocket was like a launch coaster I
1: hear it's great I hear honestly it's the more I look at the spark real, real talk it looks like a freaking Chinese spark yeah they have giant superstructures we mean that in a good way it has a flying island though. it a flying, flying island, flying island of course it's, it's, it's a, just a bunch yeah. of different clashing themes yeah. that are all very non-saying they're just really big and some of it even looks like IOA yeah. some of it looks like so this is look, look at this isn't this completely China it looks is looks so China beautifully garish Love it. Okay, lots of theming, um, lots of China. But yeah, so nice. Mauer is a
0: company that, Maurer is a little bit like Gershlauer in the sense that I feel like there's some, Mauer can do a lot and they can kill it with some incredible world-class e-ticket coasters. And then they also have rides that they built that stank and are gone now. Like they already, oh, well, that looks fun. That's in Russia? Yeah. an Indoor. That's a cool... The Maurer spinning coaster and the Gershlauer spinning coaster are sort of like each other's evil twin.
1: We have to definitely give shout out to Maurer for their spinning coasters because Maurer has, I think, the most successful spinner line. They have a really, really good clone. It's the SC3000, I think it's called. Um, We wrote one at Waldemere this year. And then we've written them everywhere, but the cool thing is, is that Maurer used to that as their base model. So yeah. there's a couple of roller coasters that I want to kind of give a shout-out oh, to. Yes. You may have never heard of them, but one of them, it's called Dragon's Flight. It's an, in Eon Time Park, which is an indoor park in Harbin in China. Again, I can't more China. believe that ride. They took the model, and in the middle of the ride, where you used to have the zigzag, yeah. they exited the, the part of the structure, and they built a whole dark ride and roller coaster section, and then they have a new lift hill, which takes you to another dark do ride. section, yep. And, and then... then we, just plugs you back into the and then the it plugs
0: right back into the like nothing ever so happened. So it's like it's a production model, except halfway through the ride, it turns into a totally different coaster, and then it lasts right for like several extra minutes. It picks up right where it left off and is the and then continues after the second lift hill, just the classic spinning coaster layout.
1: A more famous um, one that also does that. This Crush coaster, coaster, which we love it. It's like it's located in Disneyland Paris, this resort. I um, read so is Disney Studios Park, and so you board in a harbor. And then you take a turn, lift hill, you exit the, the show building, you coast by the midway, then you enter a dark ride section, and eventually the dark ride section plugs you back into the building, and you have your full regular layout of the mm-hmm. Mauer Spinner, which is a really good layout to begin with, and then, you know, you, you finish. A Mauer so Coaster really that cool. I really
0: enjoyed was the one at Drayton Manor, so I don't exactly understand why it's gone now, but I hate that for them. And I, I know that, like, Rip Ride Rocket has more than its fair share of problems, and the way that Universal kind of goes through roller coasters with, like, retracking B&M's and scrapping doing Dragons, I can't help but wonder uh, what the lifespan is like for Rip Ride Rocket. But, I mean, I guess really Mauer is the kind of company where, like, it's it's sort of it's, it's kind of what you want it to be. I feel like you can get a, a cheap, uh, inexpensive fulfillment <laughs> for your ride or you can build winja's. Which is
1: like Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Winjo's is incredible Winjo's was in. the first,
0: like, badass roller coaster project for uh Fantasioin. Actually no, I guess Colorado Mind Train would be. Um but that was an important because it's like a Wingez is just out of control. That ride does things that I still cannot explain. If you've ridden, you know what I talk about, but it's like I swear to god that ride like defies physics. Um <laughs> I won't give too much of the of that away, but I just can't stress enough how um, how much Wind just blows my mind uh, in several different ways. So I, I, Mauer is, I think, a company. When people think of Mauer, they think of like basic production model spitty coasters, and they think of like you know sky loops and stuff that isn't really that impressive. But it's a company, you know, that I wanted to talk about. It was kind of a that kind of company was something that motivated this podcast because I'm like. People might think about rides like Rip Ride Rocket or, you know, other coasters that aren't that impressive, but when you think of Mauer, you should really be thinking about Winjas and some of their other, like, amazing... And
1: Pichot and Roman uh, U-Park. Or U Park, they have, uh, Abysmo. The extended version. Like, yeah, Mauer does a good job offering a great base design product, yeah. but if you want to customize it, they're all down, and I think it's cool. I feel like
0: they're kind of like how Vekoma was in the 90s, where, like, Vekoma was always down to give you, like, the most expensive, coolest ride, but... They had so much pop, like so much flagrant success with, like, cost-efficient rides that they get pigeonholed for being a designer of cheap rides.
1: But the funny thing is this really shows, like, the strength of a penetration of a market. When you have all these production models that are perfect fits for different kinds of theme parks, I mean, come on. Like, from a business standpoint, it's is, it is great yeah. because you have any designing costs. Unless your client wants extra design. Also, to Also, Mauer
0: is br- is branching out to a new frontier with their spike coaster on a cruise ship. Like, oh, yeah. that's really freaking wild. Like, we're not really cruise people. I don't know if we'll ever, like, do the cruise that has the coaster on it. but I sure, I sure hear about it a lot. So, it's also kind of but- Yeah, I...
1: Anyway, what? It's also Carnival Cruises. It's also, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Carnivore Cruises. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like Carnival, I'm just joking around. Okay. I'm sorry, um, it's cool. uh, next manufacturer is Chance, Chance morgan. morgan. So we're going to talk about Chance Morgan and morgan issue yeah. in one conversation. So first
0: of all, like, obviously Morgan Manufacturing budded off of Aerodynamics. It became, like, their dedicated hypercoaster branch um, after the success of Magnum, Titan, uh, Desperado and Black uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach's Pepsi Max big one, and then it was later acquired by Chance Rides, where it became Chance Morgan, and then Chance ended up phasing out all of the Morgan iconography, and um, <laughs> and just they still offer all of the Morgan products, but they don't claim to uh, have anything like they don't like they don't claim that that brand or anything, which I think is kind of a shame. Um, the really, but really jokes on them because they've only really got one of their like chant, quote unquote, chance only coasters off the ground that uses the Morgan track style, which is a uh, lightning run. that was right. Really amazing. Kind of like what I wish the Intamin Megalites were like, like a really intense thrilling coaster. Um, but I just find it weird that Chance wants to, like, take full credit for that ride and that, like, track style and everything that that ride does. When really, like, that it's technology... a very modern
1: version. That yeah.
0: technology, everything about that ride was what they acquired with the... Um, Morgan With the Morgan yeah. acquisition. So, it's... I, I still... When I ride that thing, it's like, this has the same track bed as Phantom's Revenge. Like, it's still a Morgan to It's me. a
1: fun ride. Um, I can understand why it didn't fare so well. Because the price point's kind of high yeah. and the product you get is not that unique. But we're going to talk about some of the more unique products of the um, Morgan Manufacturing They may not have line. been around
0: for very long, but they, got they cool ever leave an impression.
1: Good leg room. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to Steel Eel. I think it's super underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not very tall, but it, it does that ride right, yeah. really well. But of course, the big, big coasters we got got to mention I are... I lose sleep at night trying to
0: decide which is my favorite Morgan. Steel Dragon 2000 or Phantom's Revenge. Like, I literally... Could not tell you. Steel Dragon 2000, we think, we've ridden all the Gigas except for Red Force, if that counts. Um, we've ridden all of the Giga coasters, and Steel Dragon 2000 is our favorite Giga.
1: Yeah, it's well traditional lift hill Gigas. Steel Dragon is our favorite by a significant margin. It is incredibly long, it stretches over eight. 800- thousand feet It's um, still the longest coaster in the world but it is oh it's three hundred the drop is seven sorry three hundred and seven foot tall mm-hmm. and the speed is ninety four miles uh, sorry ninety five miles an hour. It is just incredible to see this layout because it kinda just took what they have already been doing but they just like supersized yeah. it they and took, they, the, took extra helices and kind of loops and it's really really cool. It's
0: like it's somewhere awesome. between the Cedar Fair Morgan's and Magnum and just big.
1: And it definitely helps that it has the new B&M trains. B&M trains. Such beautiful trains. It makes the ride yep. really, really comfortable and pacing is awesome on that ride. And then there's Phantom's
0: Revenge which is my favorite steel coaster in the Western Hemisphere. It's right up there for me with Fujiyama which we, of course we talked about in the earlier podcast as being my favorite hyper. Um, Phantom's Revenge is the kind of ride where, like, it's a miracle that that ride happened. You can't just, like, decide or willingly choose to build a ride like that. It's not like Steel Dragon where you just have a big flat piece of land and you're like, let's build this. Phantom's Revenge is a stars-aligned kind of ride where you have the Steel Phantom, first of all, which was a good idea, sort of, but obviously the loops and stuff, it was just... As a looping coaster, it didn't work, but as a Morgan Hypercoaster with, like violent-ass airtime hills and a recycled looping coaster chassis with a very minuscule lap bar <laughs> seatbelt system. I mean, that ride is just the tits. Like, I just can't get enough of that thing. Babe, I can't wait to take you there because—
1: I know, I want to go this year, yeah, but Still curtain we tried down, to go. so— but Yeah, so, we didn't even so talk about you know. Still Curtain
0: during our SNS thing because, like, A, we haven't ridden it, and B, we don't hear good things about it. So Oop. take that for what you will.
1: Next up on our list is going to be Caripro. That's going to be our last super small manufacturer, so enjoy it, guys. This
0: is our last manufacturer that hasn't built over 100 roller coasters. Um, So just this year, Sean acquired his Pteranodon Flyer credit. I know. I was pretty excited. Um, I still don't have the credit. We had friends uh, visiting who... Their eight year old wanted to ride it and so he rode with Sean, but then he didn't like it, so he didn't want to ride again, which is fine. Also, the like, was like an hour I'll almost. probably ride it at some point, but if not, it's whatever. What did you think of it, babe?
1: It was fun. Um, I liked the swinging, I liked the seating position a lot. Uh, it was really comfortable. It was cool to kind of see Jurassic Park from above. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool addition, a uh, really cool ride. I just wish that it was high capacity yeah. so that I didn't have to wait four the capacity minutes for, for it. That thing is but also, other people could ride it. Yeah. Um, Great family rides, but I can completely understand why they aren't around anymore because mm-hmm. there's just not enough of them. Yeah. They should really have higher capacity versions that'll seat at least four so people. Setpoint is sort of like
0: the successor. There's some confusion about on Fire and like who did what, but apparently Caripro started that project and then went bankrupt in the process and Setpoint like continued it. Setpoint was famous for roller Soaker at Hershey Park and the Flying Super Saturator at Carowinds. I rode roller Soaker, but not flying super saturator uh roller circle was fine the capacity sucked um the only operating coaster that they have right now i think is the um the canopy flyer at universal Studios singapore which is based on Tornado on flyer why they built another low capacity suspended coaster thing at universal singapore after
1: the capacity disaster that was Tornado on fire i'll never know but um I just want to say something real quick. I just realized... What's I'm that? looking it up. Is that Karim Pro is um, located in the same city that Kumbak located in. Oh. But Fucoma bought Karim Pro, okay. not Kumbak. So I guess that, there's like... That's very fascinating. Like a whole oh, yeah, Premier Rides there. had
0: a hand on that, too. Because Premier Rides
1: built, like, the yeah, single so suspension. Premier Rides buster. was allowed to advertise, because Fagoma wasn't going to do anything with it. That so makes sense. Premier Rides was allowed to use TrekType and advertise their product oh, line. right. And just start building Premier Rides ride build Slippery
0: it. When Wet, which is the short-lived suspended single-rail coaster at Hard Rock Park, which sucked. Um, I rode that. I rode um, the Batflyer that they installed at Kings Island, the Scooby-Doo Ghoster Coaster. That thing was kind of cute. And uh, made famous by Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the four-seater uh, inward-facing suspended spinning coaster, the Sky Rider um, at Skyline Park. Yeah, the Gyro Rider. <coughs> that was a fun ride. Gyro Flutter. The, um, exactly. Yeah, I, I th- again, but capacity for these things suck. Like, I get that the price point is great and the they're interesting to look at and marketable, but I've never been to a park where one of these like single rail suspended coasters was like functioning as a as a as an appropriate ride for the audience because the capacity is just terrible. Mullis, the dueling
1: one. Three miles, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and a couple of other bat flyers from other parks are seeing new life uh, at the Trans Studio amusement parks in Indonesia, along with like Knott's Berry Farms Boomerang and stuff. So that's pretty cool. It's nice to see that these coasters are being relocated to parks and regions that are probably more appropriate for the capacity. Um, but yeah, they're just an interesting little tidbit in the in the roller coaster industry the the single rail suspended coaster of the 80s of, of the of the 90s mid to late 90s and and 2000s um where now i don't think you would you i don't think you would really see them much anymore i think you can find versions of them um the park in um vietnam that purchased the suspended single rail premier coaster from hard rock park ended up demolishing the ride because they couldn't get it to cooperate and they built like A different version, I think either Premier Rides or or Intamin or some or SNS. There was some company that uh, Highway Boat, Google Highway Boat, real quick. I forget who built it, but it uses the same ride layout and superstructure. And oh yeah, it is is Premier. So Premier Rides rebuilt a different version of the suspended coaster, but it's not a single rail. But it has the same layout um, as the Hard Rock Park suspended coaster. This is a good segue. Let's, yeah, talk, let's, let's, let's talk about Premier, let's talk about Premier
1: Rides. So Premier Rides, um, honestly, the real reason they're famous is because of their LSMs, their their launches. Mm-hmm. They were pioneers in the industry, and we definitely have. One of our very very favorite coasters, as you say In the world. In the world is, is Mr. Freeze, Freeze, which is obviously some of Premier's best work. The spaghetti bowls are good. The Mr. Which I like I, I like the Flight of better. Fears. I like yeah. I like what they have done as an option for industry. I still think the rock and roller coaster clones from Vacoma are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they're a little less rough, a little less intense. Uh, but overall, yes, Mr. Freeze really is what I think about when I think Premier. Those that first generation best, Premier, best Premier launch
0: coasters were iconic.
1: They yeah. changed the game.
0: Even though they beat the piss out of you, those old lap, oh, shoulder harness configuration. I think the Backwat totally Stunt
1: Coaster is also really cute. Backwat Stunt Coaster. Uh, super
0: underrated. They were way ahead of the game. The family multi launch coaster. Blackwat Stunt Coaster and the Mummy were like leaps and bounds beyond. Um, they don't get enough credit. They're good rides. When we were just at Kings Island and we're like, you know what? Backwat Stunt Coaster slaps. Like, that is a really good ride and it still feels. It still feels like a modern, relevant coaster um, 15 years into its operation.
1: I do have to give a shout-out to uh, West Coast Racers for being cool and fun and interactive. We really like what this ride does. Because that double helix area of the ride is really, really cool. The figure eight, it is good. It is intense. So I really do want to say that that is one of their more fun projects another biggest premiere guy it's one of the usually, most interesting but things that's one of more in the more interesting things i don't Rock, like the new seats the skyrocket
0: 2s are okay yeah the trains the the skyrocket rolling stock is not our favorite like it makes me yearn for the very 90s look of the of the first generation launch coasters um, i get that they're more aerodynamic but it's we've ridden a lot of skyrockets we've ridden like 8 um, so it's it's like we're kind of at the point now where I wish the rolling stock uh, wasn't quite so clustery. Like,
1: Yeah, like, there's not even enough space to put my feet in the back of so the car. It's so hard to like even cross sucks. the train to steal
0: your your loose artem- items. Like, full throttle takes way longer than it should the dispatch, because getting to the loose article bins on the other side of the platform is... Way more of a pain in the ass, but it should. Be.
1: And I will say that the Skyrocket Twos are an awesome solution. I think they took the Sky Loop air from Mauer and made it even better. And mm-hmm. I think that those are really, really good rides to parks. I'm starting to kind of get burned out on them. They're they're very intense, yeah. uh, but i will obviously still ride them. But once we've in ridden a while. enough of them.
0: We've ridden you. It, it's it's kind of like the boomerang effect. Where I love a good boomerang, but man, you you ride one, you have ridden. The mall. And of course, Avengers the Mummies. There's three
1: of them. There's yeah. a small one in Hollywood, and then two big, two ones, big in, ones in, in um, Singapore, Singapore Orlando, and Orlando, We hired so, the mummy all the time. Overall, I would just say, Premier Rides right, really a great launch coaster company. Lots of different kinds of launch They've coasters. they got all sorts of funny. Whether you want family, like, whether you want compact model, or whether you want skyrocketing crazy Mr. I feel Freeze. Like early on, they were kind of a Gershlauer type, where
0: <laughs> they were just kind of doing whatever parks wanted yeah. in the mid 90s they were working on buzz uh, Buzzsaw falls uh, a failed attempt at the water coaster concept for silver tower city they built um, that indoor coaster for six flags ever Texas which remains one of their only non it, it remains their only gravity powered coaster like the only coaster that that right that park or <laughs> that manufacturer excuse me I think it's the only coaster that premier rides ever built that has a lift hill, runaway mountain and they were also doing um, the Stratosphere Tower High Roller at the time. So they were very prolific early on as they were finding their footings. I mean, they had like six projects happening at once in the, mid, the mid-90s. Of course, their launch coasters were what really put them on the map. No one had achieved quite that level of um, success with launch coasters up to that point. Of course, now it's it's getting to the point where they feel like they're a little obsolete, probably not very energy efficient.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but we hope that, like, Six Flags St. Louis and Six Flags Ever Texas uh, continue to hold on to their <laughs> Mr. Freeze coasters so that we may continue to worship them uh, like we do.
1: Um, and then next, before we move on to the, the two finale um, manufacturers... We've got two more, like, medium-sized
0: uh,
1: manufacturers to cover... Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, completely in the weekend. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, let's talk about mountain coasters. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's There's a couple it. of companies out there doing mountain coasters. But um, the big one is definitely weekend. Big End is, is the big one. And they have built over 300 mountain coasters now. It's, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Oh, I guess Big End has not built 300 yet. There are more than 300 mountain coasters in operation in the world, and... I would think 75% of those at least.
1: Two on a 78 um, a weekend.
0: Are vegan. Yeah, if you, that
1: many. That's crazy.
0: If you have been to East Tennessee, if you've been to Dollywood and went sniffing around Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg for credits, you've probably ridden one or two or five vegan mountain coasters. Um, if you've been to Utah to go to Lagoon, you've probably... Hit up a couple mountain coasters in the ski resorts. It's um, time to really
1: become big in Asia now. They're very popular in
0: China. They are taking over China. Um, that one, what was it? Um, their longest mountain coaster is seventeen thousand feet long. We watched a YouTube POV of it. It lasted. I like thought it would never 10, Twenty end. minutes. Like
1: it was just forever. That's because the lift. That's a, a
0: bucket list coaster, be, yeah. but it's. I think it's an Angola. <laughs> like it's. It's not the easiest place to access um if you're the kind of people that travel for roller coasters like we are um but yeah i want to talk about so smoky mountain alpine coaster was the very first vegan mountain coaster in east tennessee and now there's like almost a dozen mountain coasters or, or vegan projects or even some mountain coasters that aren't vegan um but the Rocky Top Mountain Coaster, which is one of the most recent, is super cool because it's, like, four coasters in one. Four lift hills, four drop sequences. It's, like, such a fun way to kill, like, half an hour. Um, riding this roller coaster.
1: I found another. We're making notes for got, our next trip to China. There's <laughs> one in Qingdu at the Hot Springs. Ooh. There's one in Nanjing. There's two in Nanjing. So these are like regions we're already planning on going to yeah. pretty soon. Um, they were on our list for 2021 that I didn't even realize they just got new ones added in 2020. Uh, 2020. They also have so. this
0: new thing where like mountain coasters are like their bread and butter, but now they have sport coasters, which is like a mountain coaster except that you don't have handbrakes. You literally just sit and subject yourself to the gravity of the ride. There's that one that they, they like the prototype sport coaster in Germany that has mm-hmm. like the big airtime hills. That thing looks cool. I don't know how it. Keeps itself from like valleying. Well, they do
1: have the, uh, the hills. The, really on the hills. It, so yeah. it's kind of like. I'm a sure you're push it over. Yeah. It's a
0: launched mountain coaster with no brakes. No big deal. Um, and then they've got some dueling ones like Dawson Duel at um, Bellavarde, Right, it's that park, right?
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: And that one's cool because it's actually not a mountain coaster. It uses the sport coaster ride system, and it does not. It is not. A terrain ride. It is on still. Ooh, what is that?
1: This is this is on an actual live glacier. It's called Alpine oh. Coaster, but the area is called Glacier Three Thousand. Glacier 3000. It's in Switzerland. It's on an actual glacier. That looks like some. Buzz, or right next to it that looks like some BuzzFeed. That's crazy because you can literally see the whole glacier. That looks like an alien landscape. And it's secondly world's highest Alpine coaster. That's crazy.
0: My very well, first Alpine coaster was, was the one in Breckenridge, like. at Glenwood
1: Caverns. Oh God, it's really high up in the mountains bucket list. Girl, that's terrifying. <gasps> what? Okay, next time we're that's... in that region we need to go here. <laughs> the next
0: time we're in Switzerland... Well, we have to have friends there. Yeah, yeah we, we that's going. true. Yeah. The next time we're paying our respects to Bulgar, Mamiard and, and Intamin we will ride this mountain coaster. Next time
1: we'll go to the country where we're located where yeah. none of their products are there. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll go Ooh, speaking this. of uh, Switzerland do you want to talk about B&M? Let's talk about B&M. Let's talk about B&M.
1: Alright, so... Cool, weekend is cool, everyone loves weekend, but nothing much to talk about because of all those other yeah. coasters. Um, <laughs> BM, a lot to talk about. Obviously. So that'll be its own episode because yeah. we're not going to keep you hostage like that. But we do want to <laughs> highlight a couple of BMs. We actually picked three, and we're going to stick to these three. We picked three. It oh, it's really hard. That are very significant <laughs> highlight coasters for us. Uh, we're going to start with one that you may have already thought about, which is Fury like 32.5. No, we were not on the second right with. I think I was going to do <laughs> <We're gonna> Mamba <laughs> Fury and then our last one. I thought we could hear each other's thoughts, babe. Sweetly we're married now. Well, yeah, but it's also really late and I we're also we three were hours into recording. Yeah, that's so. true. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, wasn't next this time. double podcast a great idea? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> love, love it. We're so having lots of fun. We hope <laughs> you're having fun too.
0: That's all right. If you're still, with yeah, us. if you're still listening, if you haven't fallen asleep or driven your car
1: off a cliff yet, <laughs> we're really hopefully with the coolest <laughs> Alpine coaster, Glacier 2000. Okay, so okay, so that gives us thought about Fury. Okay, and right we'll do yeah. the little American one yeah. first okay. yeah, that's
0: the thing. Fury 325 is the modern How coaster. It? Perfected. I'm not, is it 320, 324 feet tall? <laughs>
1: 326? King King's Island, maybe. Let's see. No. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Orion is okay. I know. We had a whole episode about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not important. To I liked Orion. It. Okay, drop is 320. No, drop's only 320. Wow. Wow. I feel like I've been lied to. I feel like I've been like just
0: been hurt. Wow. Well, I look we're good. not the coaster aficionados we thought we were. because. Well, that
1: further proves that the lift hill height... Is the ride's height. Yeah. And so... Well, no, because then... like the, Okay, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, Fury is fantastic. I do yeah. yeah.
0: even talk about... Fucking, Orion is still a giga coaster, yeah. even though it's, like,
1: not as good. <laughs> I didn't want this conversation. Okay, um, yeah. So, Fury is definitely a giga coaster, no matter how you look at it. And it's a really, really good ride. It doesn't necessarily have the nice... The best game, thing
0: about it's really Fury, cool. I think, is is the transitional bits. There's some moments in there where... You get airtime just from going from ninety degrees one way to ninety degrees the other way. It's just
1: so big, it's just so intense. It's intense by the same B and M for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the more most intense B and M hyperstyle coaster. Um, lots of airtime, but also a lot of focus on transitions mm-hmm. that either provide air or just really good air. Right doesn't have a lot
0: of height after the first drop, which I think is a winning characteristic. You don't need to go that high. There's no no need to go that high after coming off that drop. Orion and Leviathan both concern themselves with doing more height-oriented stuff after the drop, and I feel like Fury, even though it looks odd to stick so close to the ground after coming off one of the tallest drops in the industry, is a winning formula. So I kind of wish that there were more coasters like Fury uh, showing up, but.
1: I also I wish you were
0: Marco's Slipe Like Mamba. because... Probably, that was a very smooth transition. Not like we were going to talk <laughs> about. Did we
1: ruin it? Not
0: like, not like I was going to talk about Apollo's Chariot or anything like all the other amazing, non looping. I know um, that,
1: but I also feel like. <laughs> b episode be one of the most fun episodes and I'm yes. not gonna like give everything away now I feel like we just gotta focus we on still I get it we're
0: almost we're an hour and 17 in but I can still talk about how amazing Apollo Chariot is
1: Apollo Chariot is absolutely phenomenal so does Black Mamba, like, on. Mamba. <laughs> and Black like, Mamba Candemonium are we gonna talk about Terrain because really <laughs> Terrain is also on Black Mamba
0: Sean really wants to go to bed I'm sorry <laughs> no
1: I don't wanna go to bed well, yes you I do I don't know yet but I just <laughs> wanna make sure that this podcast isn't too long yes, so well, it's Black funny. Mamba it's fine this far. Black Mamba is the inverted Super Even though everyone loves it. Yeah. I, um, I think it's still the best invert. That's because the amount of rock work and the queue, it's all so mm-hmm. incredibly nicely integrated and so beautiful and so intense. Any park can build a B&M invert, but only Fantasia Wynn could have built Black Mamba.
0: Because even Nemesis uh, can't quite compare to the level of uh, atmospheric and topographical integration with nemesis they kind of just blew a big hole in the ground and there's some there's some moments there where you're you're under and over um rock work and stuff but black mamba is just a series of tunnels connected by moments where you're outside it's almost as much underground as it is above ground and i think that's freaking cool um and then, are we done with inverted coasters now, or do we get to talk about more? <laughs> <laughs> do we get to talk about stand-up coasters? Because like Riddler's events, Riddler's events deserves a little love. So Riddler's event um, shout out. And I guess we're not really going to talk about coasters. coasters, but we should also. Um, Rugaroo is amazing. Don't add us. <laughs> <laughs> Rugaro is the best ride. at that's, <laughs> that's that's not what we believe, but it is in our top three. Top three. <laughs> everyone just as bad. Everyone hates us. <laughs> okay, well everyone we're, thinks we're terrible. Stick through it. Parrot coaster. We're talking about uh, Parrot Coaster at Chimelong Ocean Kingdom. Yeah, now. whatever
1: anyone has ever told you, wind are great and yep. especially Parrot Coaster, because Parrot Coaster is the longest wind coaster in the world, but it only has three inversions. It has four tunnels It is absolutely phenomenal. I don't even know why no one else thought to build a wind coast like that. But Chowling Ocean Kingdom knocked out a park again. Wind coasters
0: are good and bad. But you can tell when you build a wind coaster – really, any – you build a coaster that's, like, built with a new park. And you got the whole park's infrastructure cradling – this major,
1: massive roller coaster. So, like parrot coasters. I mean, we've written several coasters that were opened with the park that are wind coasters, including Wujisunax, Falcon, or H B World. Really, just Chinese parks opening wing coasters with their. But this is this is exceptional. This mm-hmm. is different. This side like, this completely hits different. Like, yeah, whatever but, they say, it's that just is. so
0: beautiful. Yeah, whatever <laughs> these kids are saying now. It's sort of like flying dinosaur is on a different level of flying coasters than like the rest of the B&M Flyers for us because we're not we like Tatsu we're not the biggest Tatsu fans so for us it's like Flying Dinosaur and everything else Parrot Coaster's like that too Parrot Coaster is really what makes us say that we are like B&M Wing Coaster fanboys
1: which we really do like B&M Wing <laughs> Coasters it's it's a very modern characteristic for of the Asian theme park scene, especially yeah. in China. It's a positive association that we and have. And I think the ones in the U.S. and in Europe are really good, too. I think it's – people look for the wrong things in some product lines, I feel. Yeah. And it's it's a common theme. People just look for the wrong thing in the wrong product line. But a B&M coast the wind coaster, offers a unique experience – it combines a looper, and it also has the possibility of being a bit more of, like, a hyper kind of coaster. But if you're going to look for airtime on it, then, yeah, you're not going to yeah. find it. I guess, we're Duh, for, you know? I mean,
0: it really must just be us, because, like, we love Gatekeeper. And Gatekeeper is a ride that we think is strong, and it, it reminds us fondly of our wing coaster rides in, like, China – and then – but people shit on it. People, people who are total Cedar Point fanboys don't like that ride. So maybe it's just us. Maybe we drank the B&M Windcoaster Kool-Aid and we just get our own sick satisfaction out of it for, for pure aesthetic and psychological association – Reasons, but, but for even whatever, if it's whatever like, the reason, man. Even
1: if Winkos weren't great, I mean, Paracosa has a straight down first drop. It has, it a, has dive a dive loop. It has a the, dive loop over a Lagoon. It has a swooping S turn up, another drop, into a swamp. Into a swamp. Which is really cool. And, and then, then it then does the big zero G roll. Big zero G roll. Then it has a dive turn. Then it turns into Fury 325. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> and then the mid-course break runs at the far end of the ride. Yeah. And there's an equally lengthy second half of the yeah. ride. I'm not gatekeeper, which includes break
0: run, several uh, tunnels, several tunnels because yeah. it
1: goes under the midway, over midway, under the midway. It goes beyond, it goes past a giant tree. It's got the has a slow signature
0: roll. roll. It's got right. a helix,
1: and then the trains are themed to beautiful Macau, um, Macau, Macaw. Macaws, Scar- sorry, Macaws, we're, yeah. simple, we're literally next Macau. to Macau. Yeah, yeah we, we are very, very close. You to, can see Macau we're from the coast. Close to, yeah, you um, can. Um, yep. <laughs> Um, so the Macaus yeah. um, which <laughs> the light macaws. up at night these yeah. trains light up at night like and also LEDs. they match the actual bird scene in the area as mm-hmm. well as the thematic birds on the Yeah, tree. the rainforest area it is a complete package thing but it's, park. Oh God, like, yeah. it's such
0: an incredible attraction like for me like I would still say I think somewhere in my head I think about rides like Black Mamba and Fury 325 as being like objectively the best B&M coasters out there but if if I was on death row and I could only ride one more b and I'd probably pick coaster. <laughs> like, I just... There's just something about the whole package here. It is just a feast for the senses. Yeah,
1: it's one of those things where, like, you get to the final of the ride and there's still more. Like, you have your mid course, you have a drop, you have an S-turn on the ground, mm-hmm. and you have an S-turn over the midway, and you have your turn, your slow roll, another drop, an S-turn on the ground, and then you have a full helix into the breaker. And the ride does so much... In the first and second half, it is it is a really really good product, and I think it's a really good showcase of what a Winkos it can be. And I think we're starting to really see now that Winkos are very varied because when this coaster opened, it was one of the first, right? Mm-hmm. It was 2014. It was built in like 2012. Like it is because it, yeah, was, built with the it park. was built
0: with a new park. So.
1: But now we're seeing production model sized ones like HB World. We're seeing Thunderbird. We're seeing Thunderbird. Cool. Phoenix Phoenix and, Phoenix,
0: and oh, yeah, That's a
1: great one So we're really starting To see this product line Kind of evolve And become Yeah Meeting the needs Of every park the, And um, I really think I It's really, super The the unsung brand. hero Of the
0: B&M family Inverted coasters Are not really getting Built much anymore Stand up coasters Are dead Floorless coasters Are pretty much dead Like Although the, the The one that Grown Alone is building The invert It looks really cool Be curious to ride it Um a decepticoaster at, Shang, at, at um, Universal Studios Beijing looks interesting. The uh, augmented Incredible Hulk clone with vest restraints is that's going to be really something. Um, dive coasters are also kind of carrying the B and M, the, the B and M machine right now. I can't wait to ride Emperor. Oh, someday, Emperor looks like it's going to be so good. Someday great. Emperor will open. Someday we'll get. Seal Cinego <laughs> shout out. And we love, like, we, uh, I think Shikra is a huge guilty pleasure of mine. I love the airtime you get off of that thing. I I hope that, uh, they can perfect the dive machine using, uh, the vest restraints. Because right now, I appreciate vest restraints on wing coasters, because I don't feel like I'm missing out on airtime when I ride a wing coaster. Kind of like a flying coaster.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't mind the vest, because that's, wing coasters are about visuals, forces, um, you know, speed, loops, it's not really about airtime. I'd like Valraven. I feel like I'm getting screwed out of airtime because of that restraint system, and I hope that there is a happy medium that
1: they're working to achieve. Well, yeah, because if a dive coaster becomes a looper, then it's fine. Yeah. But if a dive coaster has a dive as his main element, but just yeah. a of yeah. that's restrained, then it's like, what's the whole point?
0: Yeah, Emperor, even if Emperor doesn't have airtime, it's probably still a lit coaster that... Is gonna give you a diet coaster drop, and then the rest of the ride is gonna be wing coaster vibes the whole way through, and I see nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, and then we have two more adventures left. Zamperla. We're gonna
0: talk about Zamperla for a second.
1: So big shout out to China Dinosaur Park because yeah. they have our favorite Zamperla coaster. Yeah. Speaking for the both of us. Yeah. It's called Dinosaur Mountain. So we got into this line, and I knew it was <coughs> a I knew it was a moto, moto bike kind of coaster from Zamperla, but I didn't know what exactly to expect. We had to wait forever. Like, dispatches were slow and, like, only occasionally were they actually dispatching a train. we were like, this mm-hmm. is so China. It's hot in here. What yeah. the hell? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? And then we rode it. It was so amazing. It was the best freaking Zamparo We had to ride ever. it again. So, I mean,
0: it was so awesome. It was a motorbike coaster to a lift to, hill.
1: To put it in perspective, inside. this was in
0: the same park as Dinaconda, which is our favorite SNS. This park, all three of their coasters are our favorite roller coasters from those respective designers. Golden Horse, Zamperla... An s and um, We rode Dinosaur Mountain a second time instead of riding Dinaconda a, a third, third time. Because we thought Dinosaur Mountain was so fucking lit. It's one
1: of those things where sometimes you go for a certain thing, but then the biggest surprise... <laughs> is another attraction yeah, and then you have to just rewrite it because like you're just so blown you away you want to be blown away again and We were the, the second shock. time yeah the second
0: time we were like this is amazing
1: so dinosaur mountain you're in a cave so you enter a cave, so enter a cave. it's like volcanic and then it's like you it's like space to mountain backs.
0: with dinosaurs and you're on the back of a little velociraptor
1: and so you go up the lift hill and you're like wow this is crazy we're in a skeleton of a big giant dinosaur the day, yeah. whatever it is uh-huh. but you're also in space and your are also on a volcano so whatever you know it's China yeah, it it's doesn't a, matter there's a lot happening but then there's a big drop and like a bunch of
0: helices the drop is, is like this big swooping thing the g-forces are <laughs>
1: like you're laying like you're under you now you're like burning point express it low-key so gave good. us Tron vibes No, it was, like, it was
0: like a little secret Tron uh, but yeah it gave us a little bit of Tron feel and that's that's the highest compliment we could pay anyway see
1: this is cute but we're just gonna like talk about mm-hmm. this right only well
0: okay we'll talk about that ride only and also Wild West Mine Train at um, Ocean Park
1: oh my god I For keep forgetting Ziprilo even made that yeah. that's right Ziprilo is a that's a cool bit ride um, it's a lot to look at from yeah, the so ride yeah so Hong Kong Ocean Park doesn't just have Dragon which we discussed in episode one yeah um, it has a mine train mine that train. is also elevated like hundreds of feet yeah. above the South China Sea mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> it is like this weird mine train themed coaster that has nothing to do with mining at all it's ocean because park. it's in the USA,
0: like the North America section of the park.
1: Very, but whatever. The whole with, point is that like with their flume that's flume, the theme. It has like steep drops yeah. and like big helices far over the ocean. Yeah, it's a weird Zimperla coaster. But then they cloned it's it. It's hard
0: to believe. Yeah, the, that part. Um, <laughs> the the, the Absolmatica in yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Italy or Italy, India has <laughs> a clone of this ride. Believe it or not. Just a few
1: feet. We didn't <laughs> realize. Sorry, we yeah. didn't even
0: realize that it was a clone until we started watching the POV, and we're like, "We've seen this before. What is this?" Um. Zamperla gets, you know, most most of what they're famous for, of course, is their production models and stuff, but I think people forget this was another one that I really wanted to do this podcast series for because Zamperla's got some impressive custom builds that, like, don't get nearly enough attention. Um, obviously, they're not really, you know, the, the production models are still paying the bills. They're not, like, getting their flag in the sand over like, a bunch of, like, custom projects and stuff. But when they do custom projects, they're they're rising to the occasion. Um, we missed the factory coaster at Sunak, unfortunately. But um, based on the POVs of it, it looks like a really fun, like, uh, entry-level sort of escape from Gringotts kind of ride.
1: Yeah, like one really that's cool. a little more
0: affordable. And um, I look forward to seeing improved... Iterations of the Thunderbolt ride lineup because I frankly did not like the one um, at uh, Coney Island, and I hear that the one at Oa is not much better. But they're selling more of these, like they're getting popular. There's parks in China that are building them with different layouts, and so I'd just be curious to see how um, Zamproa seems to be going through its own metamorphosis. They seem to be rising to the occasion to, to building major e-ticket. Custom rides, marquee attractions for large theme parks, instead of just building, you know, wild mouse coasters and stuff, or you know, motorbike coaster clones, or dreadful flying coasters that feel like tortured devices. So there are some good too. There's yeah, yeah they've got. I mean, they really run the gamut. They have everything from Volaris to one of our favorite roller coasters in China. You know, so I'm excited. Zamperla has a great forecast. Because they're really trending up. The stuff that their they're flat turning. rides are awesome. They have <laughs> yeah, the best great flat, flat ride rides. I
1: think. Uh, of, the yeah. current, of current modern manufacturers, they yeah. have the best flat rides. Zemperla
0: collection. Giant Discoveries
1: are the Nebulas. Lit. The... Oh yeah, the Nebula is great. Yeah, I think uh, Adventure Dome. Adventure Dome is getting,
0: Dome is getting the day. Nebula from Iapa.
1: Nebulas, yeah. So much fun.
0: Okay, yeah, Coney Island has one of those too. Coney Island is fun, but okay. We, last saved, I we think, saved the
1: best for last. I think this face. is the most diverse when it comes to roller coasters. Most diverse company in the industry. The killers. continuously of the game. reinventing itself, especially lately. Maybe a little bit biased because that, Dutch. Yeah. But overall, when I look at their whole lineup of rides, they it have the most installations in the world. Vacoma. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, each Vacomas. Um I'm starting to love seeing people get more interested in Vacomas again. Yeah. Uh, we obviously love Vacoma because we are Dutch, but also we love Tron. Not to be coaster
0: hipsters, but like we've loved Vacoma for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I'm the person that will drive four hours just to ride SLC. Yeah. Even though I live we live in Orlando, Orlando.
0: but like we're low key salty that Wild Adventure has never opened this year because we kind of needed our SLC boomerang fix. Uh, and we didn't get
1: it because these coasters. <laughs> we'll start right off with them. SLCs, yes. SLCs are not as smooth as B and M inverts, but when they were designed, they were a perfect solution for those parks that could never afford a B and M, for those parks that didn't have enough space, for those parks that needed something that was yeah. revolutionary and super new to the industry. Boom, good price point. Yeah. Boomerang, six inversions, yeah. two drops, forwards, backwards, no brainer. Yeah. Small footprint. You can't be mad at this. It's company like I don't know why we hate them for, the program, for like,
0: killing the game with. Between Boomerangs and SLCs, they sold like a hundred coasters, marquee thrill ride attractions for theme parks in every continent that has theme parks. Like, it's the level of success achieved by rides like Boomerangs and SLCs cannot be understated. And it's like, look, okay, they're not building them for us. They don't build SLCs and Boomerangs for enthusiasts because it's not about us, it's about the market, it's about clientele.
1: And now we're looking at now just like the overall amount of things they, build they do coasters so they have family for coasters they have mine trains they have custom coasters they have launch coasters they have three kinds of flying coasters they do all kinds of non-coaster shit too they have Let dark them, rides they have, they they have, they have, so, have so much uh, flying theaters Jurassic they have Park so River Adventure yes like yes your favorite Jurassic Park ride over <laughs> in Hollywood yes that drop was in, in, yes. was in Yep. so yes the and boomerangs exist and they are a Great base for, like, the company to have to the market and to get its name out there and be like, hey, you can build a coaster too. You can build a three, you know, six inversion coaster without breaking the bank. And that's how they got famous. They had the rollback models, the tornado models. Their small loopers were to entry to the market. And but now also, it's so much more. You can't claim to love Disney parks and not claim
0: to love Vakoma. They because Bacoma and Disney they are, are mutually like super exclusive. Tight. Super tight. You can't shit on Bacoma and then also be a Disney fanboy. It doesn't work like that. Sorry, Sorry. I don't make the rules. Don't at me.
1: And, <laughs> and so now we're looking at all their new. We looked custom at, custom We went covers. to look so at. Tron. They have. Like that the <laughs> oh, was today. That's crazy. Yeah, we
0: went, we went to Magic Kingdom today to look at Tron. It's beautiful. We can't wait.
1: Um, they have the new Bermuda Blitz. They have. Uh, whatever. They have the like Bacoma, Neil. The new line.
0: line. Just... Fly opened this week. It looks like a life changing experience.
1: It's absolutely. I guess this it episode will be airing. Maybe how So, bed. like,
0: Fly will have been open. By the time you hear this, Fly will have probably been open for, like, a couple weeks. That immediately shot up to the top of our bucket lists.
1: Um, my bucket list is also Gravity Max, which Alex has written, but that's on top of my bucket that's list. That's a cool ride. Basically, all of our, like, our top five bucket list coasters are all the Comas, And then there's Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Because I'm into the franchise a lot. But also, yeah. we want to go to Singapore Battlestar Universal
0: Galactica so- is the most underrated sci-fi series on Earth.
1: Uh, yeah, it's actually also the highest rated sci-fi series by Rotten Tomatoes yeah. out of, like, several hundred. So, um, go watch it. Battlestar Galactica the new is the future. The new series. Like, yeah, original the original one is not yeah. as highly rated. But anyway, so, we want to go to Singapore to ride those because we think that the new... sorry the new Vekoma products line even though it was a troubled coaster when it was built um it kind of took what Duel and Dragons did wrong at Universal Orlando is that Universal Orlando built two high capacity thrill coasters that were very very similar to General Public and they were racing and I think they learned that they wanted to do this whole racing thing again but this time they chose a family coaster and with no inversions kind of like a hyper style and Inverted, inverted coaster, coaster
0: that's more akin to that's more jackets.
1: exactly it's a lot more intense and they raised those together with a modern franchise and, you know that actually has legs versus you know coming up with a theme that's not as marketable yeah and so they had they did that right and then
0: when the third Universal major theme park opens kind of like how Universal Studios Beijing got a clone of Hulk even though Hulk is 20 years old I would not be shocked if. In 2030, when we're getting ready to unveil a new Universal theme park, that there's a Battlestar Galactica clone.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I think so I too. I would not be surprised. Because they own their franchise, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's, no, there's no buying of rights. But also, I think that they want to redo that whole field concept. They're gonna, I think, and they're going to relaunch
0: that franchise too. Like, Star Trek and Star Wars have had legs for centuries. Like, I feel like. In the social media era, it's time to put Battlestar Galactica back out there and do movies, do a series.
1: Yeah, I mean we're, we're not like uh, we're not we're not a pop brand podcast, but if you have Seriously. not seen <laughs> Battlestar Galactica and you like sci-fi-ish things, go to Peacock, um, which is the free streaming service from NBC Universal, or if you're listening internationally, I know the BBC iPlayer has it too. Go ahead and find it and watch the 2004 series um, four full seasons. Incredible show. And that's also what the ride's based on. All
0: we're saying is that there's a reason why Universal Studios launched their most ambitious theme park resort to date on the back of a dueling roller coaster themed to this franchise.
1: Exactly, which, yeah, so there's not so, much else yeah. to add to it. Which is kind of funny. That's one of the few projects that aren't kitty-coasted at FACOMA and Universal <laughs> work together. It yeah. didn't work out as well because of all the changes that had to be made. But I do think that we're going to see that oh, again. Yeah, I think we're going to see it again. And of course, we love Tron. There's just, Tron, yeah, Tron is, is our life. But, but you already knew that. We've, we've talked we've about Tron in the like multiple podcast. That's on our list. We made a little list
0: of this one, too, or tough three. I already forgot. I think I, I think it's already, I already deleted it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I mean, w- Abyssus. Under construction at Energylandia. Looks awesome. Looks lit. I look mean, crazy. The Firestorm.
1: They already coasters. have four Top Gun four launch top gun coasters. They're all in China, coasters. if I'm not mistaken. They're all of Wild. One parks. is Ningbo, which we will actually... The because is close to Shanghai. And the Giga, uh, Giga. Top
0: Gun launch coasters are cool because they're like little two-car trains that look like like fighter jets. And then the Firestorm clones coming. There's one going to Vietnam. and There's a couple more going to China. And then Abyssus. Yeah, there's one going to the Dragon
1: Theme Park. Abyssus
0: is the long, um, long form version of the Shockwave launch coaster. This is Vekoma feels a little bit like Intamin these days in the sense that I feel like their best coasters have not been built yet. We're just sitting here at, at our desk, like musing and fantasizing about the stuff that Vekoma is building right now because the stuff that we have ridden from Vekoma, the best of Vekoma, that's new, that's modern stuff like Tron. It's so amazing and we're so enamored with it that we know we can anticipate greatness uh, from
1: the projects that are still being built. Well yeah, and then are also by uh, building Gardens of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy completely Constant new rewind. custom Facoma spinning kind of coasters uh has all these different product lines Total that are all running yeah. alongside each other and thankful for you know, pioneers in the industry like Facoma I'm sorry, like um, Disney working so closely with Facoma. <laughs> To bring all these projects to life. But I do think we have to give a fair shout-out to Vacoma in many ways that enthusiasts don't always want to give the company credit for. Mm-hmm. And is that yeah, we can we can get stuck on the fact that you had that you bang your head on the SLC. We all effing know that already. Like yeah. this is not news anymore. We gotta understand where those products stood in the market when they came out. We have to understand that these products fit in niche and they were a great solution for many parks around the world that would have never been this big now if it yeah. weren't for their first Facomas jump starting their success, and now we need to look at new Vacoma and their future, and they are a leading around. company. They are a like, leading
0: company. head over heels at Illumina's Park
1: Tripstall, people are
0: losing their minds over that ride.
1: Yep, and in the same country, just like an hour away, less than an hour away, you have Fly. Fly,
0: yeah. Germany is becoming the hotspot for these neo vacomas. Like, that's a good place Europe, to be. yeah. If you're, yeah, unless you're in China or the United States, like... Germany is where you want to be for. And I wish the United States right to get
1: more of the loopers and stuff because yeah. if we're going to talk about their new products, of course, everyone knows that their Bermuda Blitz model, which is what we found at um, Lechcoaster, Lechcoaster in Kenya, is, I mean, everyone's written it says it's one of the very best coasters yeah. they've written, if not top, top five of their lives. So, and it's such a straightforward concept. It's a lift hill
0: coaster with loops and it is. And like crazy airtime. So, it is the perfected standard looping code
1: like let's always watch Vekoma see what they're bringing next Mm -hmm. but i really think that they have such a diverse line of that they're working on right now and they just really are reinventing the wheel and i think that before they were an alternative to other solutions in the industry and they were a very good price point and they were you know able to mass saturate the market i think now People want Fukoma so bad, they're so sold out yeah. that now they're becoming niche, now they're becoming pricey, now they're becoming this elite product that your theme park is going to need yeah. to have. And I love to see it. D- Disney is building Fukomas and Intamin
0: is building Velocicoaster because, you know.
1: Yeah, it's funny how. Because like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Universal couldn't. I think Universal is kind of over Fukoma for some reason. <laughs> Um, you know better uh, I guess so. yeah. but um, Intamin does a good job with the thrill that they need for Universal True. but
0: Social. yeah now I feel like we could talk about Bacoma and Intamin in like the same category and I wouldn't even put BM in that category right now
1: look at that and so with that guys we're gonna wrap up this episode it's already been um, over an hour and a half thanks yeah. for listening to this part if this is your first part listening to our manufacturer talk
0: and a shame on you because we told you
1: to start with part one <laughs> but also just, just go back and check out part one if you want <laughs> yep. to reference back to it go ahead Yep. Uh, visit thecoastygames.com we've got Tron updates Jurassic World updates Wallaby Belgium coaster updates lots of stuff going on mm-hmm. follow us on social media and um, if you like our podcast leave a review on whichever podcast or streaming service you're listening to us and uh, we'll catch you next time that's right alright thanks for listening